I'm Ken Hemmings, and he is Chris Lang, and welcome to another of these regular property briefings. Again, a warm welcome to you, Chris. Thanks, Ken. And I think from memory, you were wanting me to discuss some of the aspects relating to marketing. Oh, that's right. Uh, up until now, you've explained the various steps involved before, during and after the purchase of your commercial property. So let's cast our minds forward to when the time comes for you to sell. Now, what are some of the things our listeners should be aware of? Well, Ken, when the time comes to sell, this is when you want to extract your hard-earned profit. You don't really want to leave anything on the table. And so what you need to do is to compare two different approaches. And let's start with the traditional approach to marketing. Now, what tends to happen is that the success of the selling campaign for a traditional campaign is measured by the number of on-site inspections that are generated for the property, and that generally happens through daily media. Now, what I find is that most agents seem to confuse movement with achievement. In other words, the phone rings, they race out to the property, that's an inspection that's logged, and the list grows, and so at the end of the day or the week, there's a report given to the vendor as to the success of the campaign because there were a whole host of inspections. However, it's very difficult for the agent to know exactly who is real and who's not. I mean, most purchasers are pretty smart. They keep their cards close to their chest. They don't really disclose how interested they are. And so it's difficult to to successfully gauge the strength of the buying public, and this is whether it's an auction or a tender or even a private sale, because there is no requirement for the vendor, sorry, the purchaser, to actually disclose their level of interest. What I tend to use is what I call stealth marketing and that is where the campaign focuses upon the actual number of highly qualified buyers that the campaign generates. And you do this by adopting some rather cost-effective strategies. And in actual fact, what you do is is to focus all pieces of your marketing material and that be it the signboard, the brochure if you have one, the emails, the advertisements and everything that you might use in the marketing campaign, everything is focused to a dedicated website for that particular property. And the advantage is, is twofold, possibly threefold. A you can track everything. In other words, each piece of marketing material has its own tracking code so that when they type in the URL, it all goes to the same page, but we can track very accurately where they're coming from and therefore those that go to the next stage, having uh, read the brochure, seen the ad and go to the website, there's enough information on the website or the web page that they go to for them to decide whether or not they are serious contenders for the property and if they are and they want more information and and there's a technique in in compelling them to take that next step they have to leave their their contact details first name last name email address and daytime phone number now that's recorded 
And only if they provide that do they get access to the entire website. That way you know exactly who is interested in the property and generally what level of interest because the website will be able to track the amount of time they actually spend on the website so that you garner a lot of information without even having to make contact with that particular party. You haven't lost their details because they're all recorded and, and you can follow them up either that day or the following day so that you can gauge even more keenly the amount of interest that they might have. And so that way, as a vendor, you have control or your agent has control, but as a vendor, you have access to those statistics and you're able to monitor in real time who's going on the website, where the, the interest is coming from, and the level of conversion, if you like, from initial interest going through to registering to go onto the website itself so that you have a an ongoing up-to-date understanding of what's going on because quite often one of the biggest complaints that a vendor has is that his agent is not keeping him abreast or her abreast of what is actually going on with the sale of the property and it doesn't mean the agent's not working I'm not suggesting that for a moment but there's a lot of things going on under the line but above the line the vendor is not kept abreast of, of what's going on. So this provides you the best of both worlds. It's cost effective, it, it provides you with tracking, but it also provides you with a short list of, of who's real. And as from a vendor's point of view, you would prefer your agent to be spending as much quality time as is necessary with the real people rather than simply responding to a phone call, racing out to the property, and even a modest time spent at the property, it, it amounts to probably the best part of, of an hour, probably an hour and a half by the time they drive to the property, park the car, go through the property and drive back to the office. Now that time could be better spent in focusing on the real buyers. So just in simple terms, that's the difference between traditional marketing and what I call stealth marketing. You say your stealth marketing approach is more cost-effective. Does it also shorten the timeline as well? Yes, it does, because you have a lot of information up on the website. You've got everything from contracts to uh, plans to leases, um, any other documentation that's related to the property that could be useful. And so if you think about it, if we take a typical campaign on day one this is from a, a purchasers or prospective purchasers point of view on day one they would see the media advertisement they'd phone the agent and a property report or information memorandum would probably be dispatched so on days two to three that report would arrive the prospective purchaser would go through it and they'd probably ring the agent back and set up a, a time so on day four, they'd complete their analysis and days four and five probably have a look at the property as a formal inspection. The buyer would probably, if he, he or she likes the property, would contact their advisors. They may well ask for further information and that would be sent to that prospective purchaser's advisors and they may even receive or request a copy of the contracts. 
So on days five to six, the advisors received the reports, the contract documents would arrive, and then probably on days seven to nine, the advisors would probably request further information so they can complete their reports and may well want to then set up their own inspection of the property. So in a traditional program, it's about 10 days before the purchaser and their advisors are fully briefed and would probably then want a further inspection. So if we go to a stealth marketing sequence, the media advertisement and the direct marketing or an email or whatever you're using there would go out and it would be received on day one. At that point, the prospective purchaser would go to the website and view everything there, and that's when the preliminary analysis occurs. And it's the same time that the advisors are contacted because there's provision on the website to email them the link so they can go directly to the website. So all this happens on day one. So there's no need to post out reports. Everything is contained in, in considerable detail on the website. Now, the contract documents are also available online. So the advisors would get there on days two to three to review the uh, relevant documentation, whether it's the lawyer for the contract or the, uh, they've got an architect or a builder for the plans that are up on the website. So they've all got themselves fully briefed. So on days four to five, an on-site inspection is arranged. Now, the only reason it's arranged is because the prospective purchaser has considered the property in a fair amount of detail and believes, having looked at what's available, that it's worth inspecting. And they also come with their advisors in tow if they need to inspect the property as well. So both the purchaser and their advisors, who are fully briefed, and what I find is generally they arrive with pages of the website already printed out, documents or plans or whatever. They've already got those in their hands because they, they had those on, on in the first couple of days from going on the website. So they're all fully briefed. And so at the end of five days, about half the time of a traditional campaign, you have everyone fully briefed and the property inspected by everyone. Whereas in a traditional campaign, it's generally only the purchaser or prospective purchaser that has inspected the property and at the end of 10 days, you're still trying to get the relevant advisors to come and look at the property as well. So it, it generally halves the timeline for the garnering and analysis of information by the prospective purchasers. So what sort of savings does this translate to in your advertising costs? Well, apart from the saving in time, it, it means that if you can effectively shave a week off your, your marketing campaign, that's a saving in the number of ads that you require. But because you're providing so much information on the website, the advertisements themselves don't need to be as large because the per sole purpose of the advertisement is to get them to take the next step, and that is to go to the website. So you, what we generally find is that there is a, an overall saving in cost of around 20 to 30%, depending on the type of property and its size. But let's say 25% saving in your overall uh, marketing campaign or advertising campaign to help market the property. What methods of selling will this approach work for? You'll find 
this approach works for all methods of sale. It is particularly good for larger properties uh, that would be put for tender or expressions of interest, but it works for auctions or private sales. It'll work for development property where you're trying to sell off the plan and you have to, to use the website to create the picture of what will be built when it's finished and that you can do this with 3D renderings or fly-through videos that are available on the site so that someone going onto the site can very quickly get a full picture of, of everything that is, is being offered available for the property and put together a, a clear picture of whether they are in or they're out. Generally, we find within about 30 minutes of going onto the website, the prospective purchaser has decided whether or not they wish to pursue the property any further. So, as I said, you, you very quickly sift and sort the, the lookers from the doers, and it's those people that you, as the selling agent for the vendor, ought to be spending your time on and, and holding their hand and getting them to the point of either bidding at auction or submitting a, a tender so that you can uh, consummate a deal and leave nothing on the table as far as the vendor is concerned when you're, you're, you're selling. Because this is the, the difficulty, that as a, as a seller, you always have that fear that you could have got a little bit more out of it. And it's by having this exhaustive campaign and using the, the, the latest techniques and strategies and, and technology available to you to extract the very last dollar out of your property. You mentioned selling by tender. My understanding is that many agents and purchasers prefer an expression of interest campaign. So perhaps next week you could explain why that is and also whether or not uh, an expression of interest campaign is really in a seller's best interest. But before we finish today, I think you mentioned to me earlier that you had some bonus material for our listeners. Yes, what we can do is include a download which provides a quick comparison between a stealth marketing campaign and a traditional selling campaign. You just need to go to the propertybriefings.com website and click on the link under this episode number six. That will be helpful and we'll continue with this discussion next week. Oh, just before we go, you did mention before we started, that there were several people who had asked about whether I would be prepared to mentor them personally. And I've got to say that's something I don't really do a lot of, mainly because it would probably prove to be far too expensive for those sort of people going forward. You see, most of the work I do is with clients who are acquiring specific properties and they pay me a fee, a mandate fee, for, for finding and analysing and, and helping them package it up. However, there is obviously a need for that given the comments that people have made on the, uh, on the website under the podcast. So what I have to come up with is a way to make it affordable but also something that's going to be worthwhile for me at the same time. So off the top of my head, um, 
that might entail perhaps a, a monthly teleconference plus maybe 30 minutes of one-on-one -on -one time. I could also provide access to all of my home study courses and that would involve the nine-step investment formula which is a three-month home study course plus the negotiating masterclass which runs for 26 weeks. So there's a fair amount of training that I could throw in there and on top of that there's all the tools that are available within my commercial property investor lab and that includes the software that we spoke about earlier which you do your financial analysis on where you take those 18 variables and, and plug them in to come up with your single figure that allows you to the discounted cash flow going forward, your internal rate of return that enables you to compare differing properties very quickly and work out the best after-tax return that you're going to receive from them. And of course, I could provide a significant discount on my normal mandate fee whenever someone decides to use me to help them acquire a property. So it would become a very much a team effort. And as I said, I just need to turn my mind to how to package all that up and make it attractive for for both the the investor and the subscriber to uh, property briefings, but also something that would would work for me as well. Because unless we both get something out of it, it, it it's not much point in in setting something up just for the sake of of setting it up. So let me think about that. And what I would appreciate though is anyone listening to the podcast now that has some thoughts as to what they feel might be included in there. If you could go onto propertybriefings.com, and this is episode six, and if you could leave some comments, your thoughts, uh, maybe those that have already left their comments could, could tell me what their thoughts are. Uh, we need to work out some sort of pricing structure, so you might turn your mind to that as I do at my end, so that uh, we can make something really worthwhile because I'd, I'd, it, it, more I think about it, I think it's quite exciting that we could have this uh, very close-knit group and it, it would almost be a, a club, if you like, uh, of investors wanting to initially do things individually, but there may be the opportunity to do things as joint ventures and just the opportunity to create a, a forum or a meeting place. And I know that a number of you, in fact, Almost everyone who joined property briefings from what I've seen that Ken's provided indicated that you wanted to have a much closer involvement with other like-minded investors and, and get together and, and, and work together and share ideas. So this could be the opportunity to do that. So I'll look forward to your feedback. I'll think about it at my end and well, hopefully by the next podcast I can uh, have something fleshed out that we can talk further about. So, Ken, I hope that is of interest. How time flies. <laughs> As always, you provided our listeners with some really valuable insights and we'll certainly look forward to catching up with you again next week. Yeah, that'll be great, Ken. I'll see you then. Cheers. 